I, I just I thought it was really cool that you were in the 10 Things I Hate About You uh, series because I loved that movie uh, when it first came out. Um, it was, I mean, for my generation, it was, you know, it, the, the movie. It was the movie. Heath Ledger. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember, like, a couple years before I moved to L.A., I came to L.A. on a trip and my mom and I were walking around in Beverly Hills and I saw Heath Ledger and it was just, and he, and like, we had this moment of like locking wow. up, like he saw me, I saw him, he knew that I recognized him and it was just like this moment of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're so, you're you. <laughs> Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Listen, uh, thank you for taking the time today to, to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for asking me to be on. Um, how did you find out about me, if you don't mind me asking? Um, that's okay, good. On Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, th that's a good question. Um, I actually don't book for the show, so um, I would assume that they found you. You're from Texas, so you know we're called the Lone Star Plate. We basically, you know, take people from Texas. That's that's really it. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, I I've, I've actually just been listening to your podcast. You have oh. a podcast that's that's yeah. out, right? I do. It's called the Balanced Bay Podcast. Um, I just started it since quarantine happened, and uh, yeah, it's been going good. I just produce it on my own, and it's it's small and grassroots, but it's fun. I like it. Absolutely. No, it was great. I mean, that's a podcast. What more is a podcast really than than that? I mean, I, I just don't really know, right? I mean, so no, that's great. Um, you know, what made you want to do that? Really? I mean, was it just during quarantine, uh, let's just get this out, or was this always planned? Have you been planning it for a while? Uh, yeah, I I had been thinking about doing a podcast for a few months, and then I think with quarantine and just having the time, it was like, go, let's go ahead and do this. Um, I so I come from my parents are uh, like have been in the integrative medicine field for since I was alive and um, <laughs> they have, uh, my dad has a wellness practice outside of Dallas. And um, so I grew up in that world and then, you know, coming out and being in the entertainment industry, um, being in the entertainment industry can get very draining and uh, navigating it can be uh, very difficult. Um, so I wanted something that I could give back that wasn't, you know, ego driven or like, you know, based on how much money I could make. It was simply just what can I do as a way to ground myself and give back to the community and also pull the community together, especially in a time where everything feels so dispersed and disconnected and uncertain. Um, and really conversation is one of the best ways to keep, keep the community going in times of uncertainty. So 
it's like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, like you said, you know, you, you want to do something with it, right? You weren't just like, oh, let me get a podcast out. So, you know, we'll just do, you, you had like a reason, but I love it. Uh, that's way more uh, thought behind what we're doing. So like you, you got, <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got all our respect. We just, we, you know, uh, no, no big real push like that. I, you know, maybe I take that back. Maybe food, foods are a real big push. We push natural, right? Like fresh, you know, working with farmers. I guess that's a real movement. Yeah, totally. <laughs> food is a oh, a hundred percent. Well, it's more important now than ever. Um, you know, we got to start taking care of ourselves, your immune system. If it was ever important before it is, uh, super crucial at this point. So yeah, you're right. It's and, and combined with what you're doing, that's a really healthy, you know, lifestyle to be living like that. Cause mental, the mental part of it, uh, as well is, is crucial. Yeah. I mean, the way that I was feeling even before quarantine happened, I, it's funny. I'm, I'm starting to tell this story now, but like two days I, I was working in a restaurant, um, out here in Brentwood and, um, it's called the farm shop. It's one of the most amazing restaurants. Nice. In it's so good. Yeah. Um, and they source from like all local farmers and stuff, but even in my life at that time, I felt like society was just like going, like everything was happening so fast. And I was like, when are we ever going to take a beat to like, just slow down as a collective and it was less um, eloquent than that. I basically had a meltdown in my house and I was like, I just, I need a break. Like I need everything to stop. You know, I, I don't want anyone to see me. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want anybody to touch me. I just felt so vulnerable. And it was almost like I manifested everybody going into lockdown. <laughs> Taking a beat. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know my own strength. Not that, not that Corona's my fault. That's not what I'm saying, but yeah just to like put a funny spin on it. But I do think there is so much um, beauty in this moment that we're living through right now, because as you said, we're having the time to not just be in our routines and not just be in like our hamster wheel. We're actually having the space and the time to sit back, reflect a bit, you know, think about what's working, what's not working. We're seeing it on a national level with the Black Lives Matter movement and how, you know, those people have been marginalized for so long. And really, it's all connected, right? How we, everything is energy. So how we, how we interact with our food, um, how we grow our food, how we eat our food, how we um, make food, healthy food available, um, based on price or, you know, all of these different things, it's all connected. And, um, I think this is going to be, you know, a, a long process that we're going to have to go through. Like, it's not just, I, I really, truly don't think it's going to go just back to the way that it was. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think a lot of us maybe want it to go that way because it's just easier. We don't have to think as much. It's, it's, that's our comfort zone. Right. Sure. Um, so but I do think that there's a lot of um, value just in this moment for us to like sit down, reflect and um, and have and have deeper conversations that aren't just about uh, like the surface level stuff like, oh, yeah, like I made a deal today, like, you know, just like <laughs> business as usual. Sure. 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it is. If you are able to have these conversations, you should have them. Absolutely. Um, you know, a hundred percent. I completely agree. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I read right. a little bit about your, your story and um, in, in another life, I would be an amazing world-class chef. That's like the movie <laughs> Chef is one of my favorite movies because it <laughs> takes place in Texas for one. Yeah. And, um, and I just love that life. I love, I love that food can, it is experiential and um, it's an art, you know, it's an art form. So I think your life is so cool is the point of that sentence. <laughs> oh, wow. Gosh. I, you know, I think your life is cool. I just read up on yours. It's like, wow, this guy, you know, you're 30 years old, you've accomplished so much and, you know, doing what you do. I think it's, uh, you know, phenomenal. I've got like 10 years on you, but yes, I've had a great life. Um, I have no complaints um, with my life. I remember one time I was interviewing this great musician. His name is Bob Schneider. Have you heard of Bob Schneider? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, of course. So I had him on my podcast and um, uh, another, another podcast that I had before this um, and um, came over my house and we're talking, right? We're in the middle of the podcast and, and I'm telling him, you know, I had started out in music when I was younger um you know whatever dream i was 18 i want to be a rock star okay so i did some stuff whatever so then i left music right and did other things and he was just like oh man i'm so sorry to hear that and uh i said bob you, there's nothing i'm happy with my life like i've made all the choices i wanted to i'm you know happy with everything that's happened i'm have a great family great wife um you know a great life i've worked with great people traveled like live you know i'm just i'm super happy with my life and um, you know, I just thought that was a, a funny and I've had Bob on my podcast several times, so I have no problem uh, saying the story uh, at all. Um, you know, I just thought it was a funny thing. And, you know, it's just like, wow, that's that's crazy. I guess to some people, success is just something different. Right. Like it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. It was what I think that's like the main difference between artists and people who aren't artists, because we see life in a totally different way. Like. I, I knew from a very young age, I wasn't gonna go to college straight out of high school. I might someday, um, but I just knew that like, you know, the path of like high school, college, your, your career's chosen, go right onto the, the work conveyor belt was not gonna be the life for me. Yeah. Um, and even in my journey as an actor, where I've had these highs and lows, I've had moments of like amazing success, and then other moments where like right now where I'm like, okay, trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> how do I pivot? Where do I want to pivot to? Sure. Um, do I want to keep acting? You know, it's just, there's a lot more uncertainty with this lifestyle. Um, but the thing that I love about it is that it is very freeing in a way. Um, and I guess freedom is, is different, you know, to some people having lots of money is freedom and like money is freedom. Um, but in other ways, like, having time or having just like moments by yourself to be creative, to, to do what you want to do. That's also freedom. Um, even yeah. if, you know, maybe it's more of a struggle at times. Um, oh, I was going somewhere with that. Uh, <laughs> just to say that like, yeah, success is different to different people. Um, I would, I would go so far as to say that like overcoming my depression was a success for me. Like there was a huge period of my life where I was, I was like in my nihilistic phase. 
I saw no point to life. I felt worthless. Like my life didn't matter. Nothing mattered. I was so mad at like so much that's going on in the world, still mad about it, but I've changed my, you know, perspective and relationship to it through a lot of work. Um, but like, you know, sur- sometimes, some days surviving is enough. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my God. Yes. With like, everything <laughs> yeah. like with, with all of the, the things that could deter us from, or, or steer us off court course or make us, um, give up our souls, like just holding on to your soul some days is a struggle. And if you can do that, I think that's a success in today's world. hundred percent. My God. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely agree. It's perspective. It's all about perspective. That's literally it. Um, that's why I tell people, I think traveling is important and not just what, I guess in my traveling days, we refer to people, we would call them like the three milers, which just means that when you traveled, you wouldn't go more than three miles around your hotel. So you're not really traveling. So, right. you know, you really got to immerse yourself right. when you go somewhere yeah. and, and, yeah. and get a different perspective. That's all it is. You're going to come back. You're going to compare that perspective to your perspective. Bam. You're a better, you know, I'm not going to say better person because what you do with that information is what makes you good or bad, but you're going to be more, right, more cultured, more grounded, more rounded. You know what I mean? Just that's just how, yeah. A bigger perspective of your own life. hundred percent. Yes. You'll be grateful, appreciate things differently. You know, it just all even freedom. You're talking about freedom earlier. What freedom means a hundred percent like freedom is. Go talk to somebody in a repressed country about you, they're, them taking away, you having to put on a mask is in violation of your freedom. Now, go to an oppressed country and tell them that. They're going to laugh in your face. You don't know what freedom is, right? Like you have no idea what freedom actually, and Americans really get lost on the idea of freedom because we've had it so long. We were born into it. We've had it. It's literally hasn't been taken away for some of us. Right now, for not for all of us in America, um, you know, there are people that are obviously still oppressed. You're talking about Black Lives Matter, those sort of movement. Of course, you know, those people go talk to them about freedom. Right. And, and it's just perspective. It really is, you know, perspective and gaining that and understanding that is what can get you through so much in life, man. It really can. Like it just can set you up for any situation to be able to at least, OK, let me take this new thing in that I know nothing about and yeah. see what I can do with it. Yeah, totally. Even if it like improves your mental health. Like when I was in the thick of my depression, um, I did my first uh, trip with this organization called Build On. And they're an organization that builds, um, well, you partner with them, you raise money for to build a school in a, in a developing country. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's awesome. I've done it twice. Wow. Our first school was in Nepal. And uh, that experience traveling and, and getting to see and actually living with the people that we were building with, like not just like staying in a hotel and being like, okay, we'll come and like <laughs> do the ribbon cutting ceremony and give you some money. Like, take our picture. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, on our way, it was like we had to go and live there in rural 
Nepal, no electricity. <laughs> Our beds were like, you know, this thin on a, a table, basically. Like it was very, it was so wild. And in that sp particular circumstance, um, the family that we were staying with, uh, one of our our family sisters, um, one of the sisters who was hosting us, um, she was on her peer, and we're about to get deep, so, but Soccer. hello. Let's do it, you, let's do you it. You asked me to come on your podcast, so I hope you're ready. <laughs> real real life, we're talking about real, real life. life here. Um, But she was on her period while we were there, and she had to sleep outside of the house. Wow. Where, like, no gates, you know, there's no, like, guard gates yeah. for the neighborhood. Like, she could have been e eaten by a tiger or, like, <laughs> like literally. So just even that simple of a perspective shift was enough. What for was the reason? I mean, I don't want to, I hope I'm not digging too deep, but did they, what was the reason? Um, no, in, in Hindu culture, uh, women are shunned essentially for you know it, they consider it dirty and unsanitary for for women to be on their cycles and so they'll and she was like 12 i want to say 12 oh years old oh my god wow. so sleeping outside and then of course our didn't our family didn't know but i was on my period and i got to sleep inside um but of course i didn't tell them i was like i don't yeah. want to sleep <laughs> <laughs> Um, keep it to yourself, Allie. Keep it to yourself, right? You're just like no, no one to no one to show them and no one to hold them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so even just those moments of realizing, like the tiniest, it just makes you appreciate the tiniest little things that you get to experience as a citizen of America, even in this moment. And I think honestly, like all of that has prepared me to be in this moment in of chaos in our, in our history. Um, and, and not be like completely overwhelmed by it. I mean, definitely there are things that I'm thinking about that I'm like, okay, well, this is terrifying. But again, like you said, it's perspective and like just focusing on what's good and, um, being appreciative for other perspectives. Like I yeah. love conversations for this reason. Yeah, me so, too. So I know you went to Spain, right? Mm -hmm. And how long did you stay and um, work there? Now I'm like, like no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like three, like three years, almost like two and a half, three years. Okay. And did you come right back? Yeah, I came, I came back, I came back to the, so well, I got married over there. And then while I was working over there, we were both working. It, the job market was just horrible at that time. I mean, it still is bad. Um, so I was having to like travel to work. I'd go three months and three months and travel, whatever, you know, and we were never together. It was hard to be together. So Here, I sat in, in Spain, in Spain. Yeah. So I said, look, let, let's go back to America. She had never been to America. She, you know, she didn't speak English. So I said, um, you know, let's go back to America. There's always jobs in America. You know, even if you don't like the job, there is a job. Uh, so we did, we went, we moved to Texas and I, and we opened a, uh, opened a food truck in Austin. We moved to Austin and opened uh, a food truck. So you're literally yeah. living chef. 
<laughs> the chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I closed it last year uh, after South by. Uh, thank God, honestly, in retrospect, um, I did it for five years, and I I'm happy actually that I closed it because look what happened. This is absolutely nuts that I would have had my business during the pandemic. I I just don't know what I would have. I mean, I know what I would have done, but it would have been so hard just seeing what my friends are going through right now is, and I, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. It's, it's been, it's been brutal. It's just been brutal for the industry, your industry. I know you're in a few industries, you know, you were in acting. I'm not sure if you still do that, but that industry is hurt. You're in the entertainment industry. So you sing and stuff too, like, right. It's all in the air. It's, it's brutal right now. The thing that like I'm having to learn um, right now is just how to set up my entire, like everything that I do online, which, um, from a personal perspective, like I hate <laughs> because I, I don't like spending tons of time in front of the computer, <laughs> like, sure. I like, like, you know, in nature and with people and in the world. But I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to learn? I need to do this anyway. Like I should be completely self-sufficient online. And then that'll also give me more freedom to, to like not have to be tied down to just living in LA. I can pick up and go anywhere in the world and still be available for, you know, if I get a call for an audition, like I can be in Bali and, you know, still have my life set up in a way that's like, okay, yeah, I'm in a totally different place. I don't need to be in LA, but you know, I can still be an artist. And, um, so yeah, but it's just, that, it's that's the new way. That's the new way. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's smart. We'll honestly, if we ever get out of quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. So what have you been doing on lockdown mainly? Has it just been working on projects, being creative, bettering yourself? Has that been the whole, the whole gist of it? Yeah. Um, definitely trying to balance my own mental health and well-being. So uh, I live in a really beautiful area of LA in Malibu. And so I've been taking like a lot of time at the beach um, and then starting the podcast. Uh, I'm working on my debut album right now, which I've been working on for two and a half years. We've been doing it entirely independently. So uh, it's just taken a little bit longer because we you know, it just, it just takes longer when you don't have a lot of money, but it's also been rewarding in the respect that like we get to take our time with it yeah. and like really explore it and, um, you know, try different things. The thing that I like about that versus like going into a studio and being like, okay, we've got five hours. We got to get this down is that, you know, when you get that five hours, like that's what you got to work with. Yeah. Um, when you have years, you're like, okay, let's try this and this. And like, maybe let's bring in a theremin player. Never would have thought of that, but like, yeah. let's do that. That's so cool. I really, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been able to make this album the way that I want to make it. It feels like me without, you know, the, any, any outside influences. And I've been working with a producer, Aaron Dudley, who's been just amazing because he respects my ideas. He, you know, he loves working with me, which is, great for me <laughs> <laughs> that would be awkward if it wasn't that way right it would just be really awkward if he didn't it, like working with you <laughs> it happens a lot more than you think like, oh really yeah. i wouldn't i would have never guessed that to be honest oh my gosh i'm gonna tell you a story that he told me i'm not gonna name too many names because i want to be able to live in the world <laughs> um 
but there was, he's, he told me about a session that he was in several years ago, actually when Vanessa Carlton was writing one of her big hits, um, he was in that writing session, just kind of like more as a fly on the wall slash engineer. And she was in the writing session with a very big producer and she threw out an idea and was like, hey, how about this? And the producer was basically told her, he was like, this isn't a, dem this isn't a democracy. Oh shit. <laughs> like, no, your, your opinions and your ideas don't matter here. It's going to be this way. And this is how it's going to be. Um, the song went on to do amazing things for her career. So it worked out, but sure. yeah, it, it definitely happens. You know, it's, it's, it's life. People, everybody has egos and oh, it's, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy industry. The entertainment industry, at least in LA, maybe it's a little, a little um, more laid back and low key in Austin, I feel. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I really don't know. I'm not in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like I, I but have I'm sure no with idea. Jeff, you must you must have run into that? Maybe not so much with your own business, but I mean, I look. I've I've done stuff. Like I I catered for Showtime every year at South by right. So we did the VIP room, and I would do all the big Showtime people, all the VIP and actresses. But I, you know, that's those are events. Those are right. Like it's a different look inside the entertainment industry. So I've never been on the back end like you have like working in a project i i, I used to uh, cater the grammy party here in austin every year for all the texas uh grammy nominees right so the and the the grammys have a um an office here in austin so we would do that you know and all these musicians and stuff come in all this great stuff but again it's a different it's different for me like I'm cater, I'm bringing the food, of course, and and everybody loves the guy with food. So you're always gonna get greeted with smiles if you're bringing tacos. Like, there's no, right? Like it's it's just different for me on my right or having celebrities come eat your food. It's just it's different. It's not it's not the experience you've had. Like by by no means. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like, you know, you. I, I don't know. Like all I have, com I have to compare it to is the movie chef. So that's like, <laughs> Look, experience of like being a chef and <laughs> cooking it's not food. really like that movie, to be honest with you. It's not, it's not really like that. Like the way he, it is and it isn't like, okay, look, I'll, I'll tell you a few, three things that, that aren't true about the movie, but the rest are kind of true. Like they just exaggerate it more than anything. But the number one thing is like, he cleans out that food truck and gets it operational overnight. That's impossible. Okay. That, there's a scene in a parking lot where he like calls over some Hispanics, right? Like, Hey, come over here. And they just in, in an afternoon, get the food truck ready. I mean, I'm watching yeah. that with my friend. We're just like, are you fucking kidding me? That is imp I mean, it took us months. That's what you we know? call magic because yeah. we sit there and watch like full two weeks. Like you're right. Out. You're right. <laughs> you're right. And for storytelling purposes, I get it. But for people who don't know, they watch. Oh, that's how it's done another thing was like how quickly he got attention and people like a line down for his food truck i don't care how good your food is what your name is that doesn't happen that that quickly it definitely takes time to build up that sort of but again like you said nobody wants to watch that progression for 18 months for him to get there um so like how nobody wants to watch the actual romantic life of an actress in hollywood <laughs> but uh, in the movies, it's like, oh my god, this is so amazing. Yeah. amazing. 
you know, in a way, it's kind of why you watch a movie, right? You, you want it to escape. You don't want it to be real life. I mean, look, I love Chef and I loved the attention it brought to the industry and food trucks. And, you yeah. know, that that made people more comfortable to try food trucks. Although well, Austin. Sandwich. Yeah, the the cube, the Cubano, right? Isn't that what the he Cubano. did? Yeah, so it's good. like a ham and cheese and yeah. Yeah. milky. Oh, I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, that that's a good choice. They did a good choice of the menu too of that movie and what he chose. Like that was a good uh, choice. And look, the way they ran it, like the scenes of them running the food truck and the kids in there taking order. There ain't no way in hell those three two and a half people are getting that done. Like I'm telling you right now, like it just. And then he would be on the phone talking to. It's just like. He wasn't sweating that much. I mean, kind of what, but it's just like, no, 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 no. But again, it's movie magic. So I get it. It's, it, and we it needs, love John Favreau. We love a John he's Favreau. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love John Favreau. Are you kidding me? Um, I wish he could direct awesome. my life. <laughs> That's no. funny. I feel like he has directed my life because there's been all kinds of my, my life. I feel like has been. Remember that phone call in Swingers that he left the voicemail? Remember that famous? Have oh, you seen that? Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Oh, you got to watch that again. Yes, okay. you got to watch that again. That's his. That's his baby. Now he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Right. That's his baby. Him and Vince Vaughn. That's like the. But he leaves that that horrendous voicemail. It's a real famous scene where he just keeps calling this this girl he just met, and leaving these voicemails over and over again because the beep keeps coming. This is the old days when answer machines and right. you know I felt like that's my life constantly. Never getting the right message out. That's it. <laughs> oh, well, I love I think it. We all feel that way in some way. I'm sure. We're all of trying course. to get some message across, and we're like, "How do I get this message across?" You're right. <laughs> so, that's it. Maybe we don't need to get the message across that we think we need to get across. That's very profound and very true. Actually, I mean, we're joking, but that's actually very true. I think. I mean, maybe <laughs> Or, or, or maybe, you know, maybe it's meant to come out when we're 80, when we have a little bit more perspective yeah. on what's going on. That's true. Yeah. The more, the older you get, right. Don't you, don't you feel like the, the more you realize you don't know actually. Yeah. Right. But I, I also feel like part of the reason why our country is so <laughs> bad expression is <laughs> <laughs> I love that. we feel like we have to know everything and we feel like we have to come off as if we know everything wow yeah, you know what i mean i, I agree like, with that I, I i love living in the space of i don't know and i love being okay with living in that space because it also it makes other people feel like they can live in that space too and they're not gonna die yeah or be or be ostracized <laughs> by the community. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. So. I agree with that. Wow. Okay. See, this is why I love doing podcasts. Honestly, this is why I love uh, this stuff. Having these conversations, you know, that's awesome. It's fun. It is so fun. wait, so you aren't doing your food truck now. Are you still cooking? No. No, I, I do this full time. Um, I just needed a break. I mean, I've been in the industry for 15 plus years, pretty much nonstop, to be honest with you. Aside from just a few random breaks I took while I lived in Spain, to be honest with you. Um, but I just needed a break. Like when you run a business, a food truck, catering, I had multiple locations. Like 
it just is a lot, man. It just was so much work 24 seven, you know, eight days a week. I just, it was overwhelming, you know? Yeah. So I just said, I, I just said, I need a break. Um, and some people live for it. They, they don't mind sacrificing their whole lives. They don't mind missing the birth of their children, you know, anniversaries, birthdays, holidays, you know, weekends, going out on Friday night with your friends, Saturday, right? Those yeah. forget all that stuff. Um, they don't mind that stuff. They, I, I do. I, I'm just different. Like I, I'm cool with it, but I just need a break every once in a while. That, that's really it. That's, that's all it is. So I still love cooking and stuff. I, I want to get back into it. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think breaks are important. And, and, and like you said, people are different. Like I think in America, we have such a pride around always being work, 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 work. Like if you're not working, then you're not contributing to society or whatever. Yeah. And that's not true. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes just being like, a nice presence to be around is a gift. Hundred you know, percent. Whether you're running around doing a fifty million different things, or whether you're just like there to like provide space for people to relax and be themselves, like that's that's valuable. I think. I um, yeah, and I also think because you spent so much time in Europe, that gave gave you a, a different perspective on life. It's not you know, like people in Europe taking naps in the middle of the day. I'm like, why haven't we adopted that? Yeah. That, that, that uh, practice <laughs> in America, I think people would be happier. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I definitely love that. Uh, I love that sometimes, sometimes not. Um, I don't know. It's a tough, Sometimes I guess just you're used to American stuff, right? Where everything's open all the time and you can just right jump in your car. If you want something, you can jump in your car, drive and go pick it up. In Spain, it wasn't like that. Like, like you said, they would have these moments where the nap time was where businesses close and everything shuts down and there's all these weird hours. And so like, if you go run errands in Spain, you literally do one thing all day. It's like one errand for the whole day. I'm like, I would be frustrated sometimes like, God damn, like, I really wanted to get more stuff done today. But again, you're right though. Like I needed to pull that out of myself and relax a little bit more. And I did, trust me. Um, but it takes a little bit of getting used to. So Yeah. It's it's understanding your own energy. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Everybody's different. We're all kind of on different rhythms and um that's kind of what I wanted to start balanced bay for was like, I was noticing like, okay, this isn't working for my internal clock and like peace of mind. So um, what tools can I adopt and what tools can I share with other people to, to let them know that it is okay to take care of yourself and it is okay to take breaks. Um, and still, I mean, you're still making a podcast, so you're still contributing. Um, yeah. hundred percent. You, you know who I think you should look up, and maybe you already know who she is, Lynn Collins. She's an actress. I okay. I, I had her on the podcast before, uh, like last week, and honestly, you guys talk a lot about the same things, and I think you should start following her on Instagram and seeing her stuff. Now, I don't know if you believe in astrology, but yeah. that's her thing, and she does something called the Daily Woo. That's what it's called. You, you would know her as an actress. She was in John Carter, X-Men, uh, Origins, Wolverine, or whatever. Okay, um, I know if I if I saw her. Oh yeah, you know her immediately. Her her face uh, immediately. Um, 
anyway yeah she just y'all have the same energy y'all have the same sort of it's great really uplifting really positive i really think you would like um her stuff to to be honest with you i, I will really cool. I'll, yeah. I'll look her up. is she in la too yeah she she lives in la yeah mm -hmm. okay. yeah you'll, you'll recognize her immediately you'll know exactly who i'm talking about um let's talk a little bit about your acting first real quick i, I don't want to forget that uh, because okay. um I just I thought it was really cool that you were in the 10 Things I Hate About You uh, series because I loved that movie uh, when it first came out. Um, it was, I mean, for my generation, it was, you know, it, the the movie. It was the movie. Heath Ledger. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember, like, a couple years before I moved to L.A., I came to L.A. on a trip, and my mom and I were walking around in Beverly Hills, and I saw Heath Ledger. And it was just, and he, and like, we had this moment of like locking wow. up, like he saw me, I saw him. He knew that I recognized him. And it was just like this moment of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're so, you're you. You're you. <laughs> um, I, I didn't freak out or nerd out like that, but <laughs> on the inside, it was Inside, very yeah, yeah, on the inside. Yeah, um, yeah my character, on that show wasn't in the movie. She was just like, you know, yeah. the, the bratty cheerleader or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was like a good warm up role. It kind of prepared me for the next role that I did, which we actually filmed um, The Lion Game in Austin. Oh, that was filmed in Austin. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, we did a season and a half. So we did like 30 episodes and got to live in Austin for two years. Oh my God, it was the most fun. That's awesome. It was so fun. Um, and uh, and then I went on to do The Red Road, which was a Sundance yeah. Channel series. It was like very dark with Jason Momoa, Julianne So Nixon. good. Yeah, I saw it. You're so good. You're so good. <laughs> Did you watch the series or just? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, I had seen it before actually. Um, oh, I, I had seen it before. Yeah. Oh, randomly. I had seen that because that's an older series. I feel like it came out. I don't know, five years ago or something, right? Yeah. And it yeah. was like, it was only supposed to be a, a, like a mini series, a limited run. Um, and then we ended up doing a second season with another six episodes. Oh, I don't know if I saw the second season then. I don't yeah, think I have. It's, I, I think you can watch it on iTunes. Um, and and the Lion Game as well. I think CWC is showing reruns of the Lion Game. Um, but yeah, we we shot the Red Road in Atlanta. Um, oh, nice. Cool to get to go to that city and explore it and um, live in that culture for a little bit. Um, it was That's very so cool. dark dark series. I was like, yeah. how many? Uh, <laughs> get through this. It, it was a struggle. <laughs> I was like, God, life feels so dark right now. Damn. Uh, but I also think maybe I could have been picking up on some of the energy that was just in Atlanta. You know, there's, I mean, there's, there's some pretty crazy history in the South um, in general, but especially in Atlanta. But um, yeah, but I, I loved making that series, getting to work with that, those people where it was so like, you know, the role what's of been your favorite what, what's been your favorite experience on set was it that um i'd like to say it hasn't happened yet 
Okay. Um, I'm hoping my best experiences are ahead of me, but um, yeah, I loved, I loved working with, with the Red Road crew. I, I think I had a little bit more fun on the line game just because of the nature of the story and yeah. dynamic of the characters and people. And, um, and I loved my character getting to play music and, and be kind of like the sassy little sister was, was really <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love this. How long have you been playing music? Have you always been writing songs and doing yeah. music? Yeah. Um, I started playing violin when I was seven. Um, I started taking classical violin lessons because I met the Dixie Chicks when I was like four years old. And I was like, oh my God, these chicks are amazing. This is what I want to do. <laughs> And uh, little did I know how difficult playing the violin would be, um, but I, I kept going with it. I wanted to give it up when I was 11 and my mom was like, you should really stick with it. And I'm glad that I did. Um, so I've been playing violin since I was seven and then eventually got into songwriting. Um, I started performing in front of people when I was nine and then um, started writing when I was 15. And like, you know, just like little pop songs that were, you know, cute and silly. And then when I moved to LA, I joined a girl group called the Stunners and we were a pop girl group. We toured with Justin Bieber and I played some oh, shit. Damn, oh, that's, oh, fuck. I've been around <laughs> the world. Okay? That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really fun. It was cool. Uh, we, it, it was like. I always say it's, it was like being on, um, in summer camp, but like on the road with your five best girlfriends and, and getting to make music. And, um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, Oh, I'm like getting winded. My story is long. <laughs> My story is long. <laughs> I haven't figured out a way to like just summarize. Um, yeah. You've done a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the truth. You really have done a lot of shit. I mean, that's like. Yeah. You know, when I think about it that way, when I actually am telling the story out, out loud, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I have done things. <laughs> done a lot. Are you kidding me? Like, I didn't do anything before I was 30, I don't think. I, I don't feel like I've done as much as that. Again, I'm happy with my life, but I haven't done any. I've never been on tour with the Beebs. You, you know, know what I mean? I mean, that's that's just. Yeah, that's you're making know. movies, you're traveling, uh, you know, you get to experience, you know, you get the lead as well in these series. I mean, this is I mean, are you kidding me? It's great. I know. I, I love it. I, I, I really do love being a performer. Um, I've been through moments where I'm like, what am I doing really? Like, is this providing value or is this just a distraction from more important things that we should be focusing on? Um, that that's been um if i've had any internal war about like what i do that's been it um yeah. but then changing your perspective you know it's it is changing your perspective and realizing no like bringing joy to people's lives and through entertainment or um art that is educational or enlightening that that is providing value and a hundred percent don't yeah. stop like don't uh, you know <laughs> don't stop doing that stuff like provide it definitely helps people get through tough times it helps people get through it just it really does we need people like yourself who are artistic and creative and are just a little bit different from the rest of us that's why they're so cool and can do these things like because we can't so we need people like yourself to do those things that's the truth like art 
the world would be nothing without art. What would it, I mean. Wouldn't want to live. I, I would be ridiculous. It, it, just, it would be absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. So yeah, it, it takes the color away. That's what, it would take the color out of life. Yeah. You know, and we just have this boring black and white, you know, image here and art is color. Like, so don't worry about, oh, am I providing, you know, it's not like you need to volunteer at a whatever shelter every, you know, seven days a week. And that's the only way to give back in life. I think doing what something like you do, get, you know, working on music and all this stuff, just the fact that you have the mindset of looking out for other people, you won. You're already, anything you do is going to reflect that and already help people. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're already, well, you. it's, yeah, it's awesome. Thank I think you. it's great. I love that you're doing the music. I love that you're going towards that. You plan on, I mean, I know the quarantine and everything, but you plan on, I'm sure, trying to do like a live tour or perform some of those songs. Oh my God, that's that's the dream. That's why I moved out to LA originally. Um, I, I knew I wanted to act and, I, I love acting, but I there's just nothing like that live experience, being with people, fucking up. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. No, no, that. we curse, of course. Yeah, we were talking about periods. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we're, we're... <laughs> um, yeah, and just having that that uh, you know, fucking up and having those moments of like imperfection is what is exciting about live performance to me. It's not really about being perfect. It's it's about sharing in our collective humanity. And, you know, just because we fuck up, like the show goes on, we keep moving. And um, the intention is to make it beautiful and, and create connection. And um, so, yeah, I definitely planned to to go on the road with this. I think I'm playing, even if, even if Trump says we got to stay inside forever, I'm just going to do my own tour. I'll, <laughs> I'll figure out a way. Always a way. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I think you'll be clear after November. So that's, yeah. that's my, I mean, gosh, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but that's what I'm hoping. Um, yeah, I saw your thing you have, I'm looking at it here, uh, zoom for the future, right? Yeah. It's about youth voter and, I love this. I yes. love this. Yes. Right. Tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, it's an online rally um, hosted by Future Coalition and Future Coalition does a bunch of um, like community outreach and they provide resources and money for youth led community activism, um, that sort of thing. So they're hosting it. Uh, it's a Zoom call this Sunday at five o'clock Pacific time um, for an hour and a half. Uh, this will probably come out. This will come out after the Zoom call. I mean, I'm just being honest. This will be, okay. you yeah. know, it's not live, right? This is like, I just know just for who's listening to this, it's going to be like, oh, this Sunday? I'm like, no, not this yeah. Sunday. <laughs> not, but, you know, the idea, right? Is there going to be more? Can, can people? I, I, don't I don't know if there's going to be more of this kind of event, um, but I would you can always follow them on Instagram, Future Coalition, and you can donate at any time. There you um, go. If you want to, you know, support what they're doing. And basically the, the rally is to inspire youth voter turnout. Um, I think in two, 2016, there was, 
I want to say there was like over a third or about a third of eligible voters who didn't even vote. Um, yes. Yeah, and, that's true. And I, I, I understand. Or more, actually. I think it could even yeah. be more than that. <laughs> yeah, it might have been over a third. I think, I think it's like 40% of the public actually votes. That is the truth. That's a crazy number. Somewhere in there. That's like that every like every national presidential election, about 40 percent of the population votes. It's like, what are those other 60 people, 60 percent people doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, look. Like, they're like, we don't believe in any of <laughs> I mean, yes, it's a mix of people that don't think their vote matters. Right. Or counts. You've also got people that just can't make it to the polls. They're working three jobs. They can't get off. That's why I'm in, I'm in favor of a national polling day, like a federal holiday where you can go vote, right? Like we have, we have a national holiday for other bullshit, right? Like, so <laughs> it's so stupid. And then, you, yeah, you, you know, got other people that just like, they forget even like, oh, is that today? Like, you know? My question is how have we not come up with a way to do this on like online online like, i agree 100 percent. Cryptocurrency, yes. like how how easy right. would it be to to do it seamlessly people can do it from their home or go to a library i i guess honestly though from another perspective like not everybody has internet access like not everybody has a laptop and that's uh well you offer both just like there's absentee sure. voting and mail-in voting all we need to do is expand exactly not not get rid of any we just expand it right and right. for some people they can do it online i mean you bank online you, i mean we literally you can handle all of your money you know yeah. millions of dollars if you have it or billion however much money you have thousands or three bucks like i probably got my my account but you know what i mean it's like whatever money we'll do that online we'll do so much other security stuff online but no can't vote can't vote that's so stupid. Okay. It's, so stu it's ridiculous. Yeah. And with the pandemic. I mean, with this is a whole nother episode, but like there's yeah. so much we could be doing as a society and people that we're just like not doing because like the, the people who have the funds or are in charge of where the funds go are just like, no, <laughs> we don't You're want right. it. You're right. It's crazy. It's crazy times right now. So, you know, like to get back to where we, we were talking about before, that's why it is crucial for people like yourself to continue to do what you do and provide that creative, you know, content that you've taken the time and put out and, you know, and that's, that's, a, that's hard. To, that's a lot asking of, you know, art, artists as well to be open and vulnerable and reveal themselves. And then for us to take it all in right but it helps it helps a lot of people people relate to that stuff you know i'm sure I, I saw one of your videos you put up where you're playing everything so you're also like this great musician on top of it which is like amazing you know i think that's awesome hopefully one day i'll be able to pay my own bills with all my talent <laughs> that's the struggle that's the that's the struggle well you know it happens well look i'm really glad that you've got you know you're working on this album you're taking your time to do it you, you don't you're not rushed like you said you got five hours in studio quick let's get this done you're able to take your time and and do yeah. it that way and get it 
you know, it, you're going to have the album forever, right? Like as far yeah. as, so you want it yeah, to exactly. be the way you want it. I get yeah. it. I respect that. Well, um, Ali, is there anything else to any other project or anything else that you wanted to talk to us about or tell us about or anything we didn't talk about you feel we should quickly go over? I don't know. Check out the Balanced Way podcast. Um, I don't know if you have any Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, gosh. I, sorry. I did want to bring that up. I think that's so cool uh, <laughs> that, you do, that you do that. Yes. Tell us about this Dungeons and Dragons thing. Uh, and first, just... just uh, I don't. I know nothing about D and D. Yeah. I know to call it D and D though. Yeah. Let's start. Um, Is that? Yeah, that's enough. Um, well, it's kind of it's made a resurgence. It was huge in the eighties, um, yeah. and now it's kind of coming back around. Um, it's basically it's a it's a tabletop game where you there's so many rules it's it's crazy how many rules there are so it takes a little bit of time to learn how to do but what's fun for me is like because i'm an actress and all my friends who i play with are actresses we we just make it fun and magical and um storytell in the process it's not like we're just playing a game it's like yeah it's fun for us um but we my group is called girls guts glory we're streaming every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Twitch um, from the Girls Guts Glory channel and I think also the D&D channel. Um, and so, yeah, we've we've had like a few seasons where we've done our own thing and we'll see where it goes. Uh, actually, the last time I was in Austin, um, I did like a boat tour around uh, Lake, uh, Austin, Lake Austin or Lake Travis. Lake Travis, yeah. And um, our boat, he took us down this like one river water waterway, and our uh, our guide was like, "Hey, do you see that that house up there?" And I was like, "Yeah, it looks so cool and like castly." And he was like, "Yeah, the guy who created Dungeons and Dragons, that's his house." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so weird and like such a futuristic cool <laughs> thing." Um, yeah. So anyway, it's fun. It's I never in a trillion years ever thought I would be playing Dungeons and Dragons, but my girlfriend was like, "Hey, I think this would be really fun. Like, let's you know, let's dress up and put ourselves on tape and see what happens." And so it's been it's been a fun thing to do. Um, we're planning to do. We have some other things in the works that are that are fun and exciting. So um, so that's like a fun thing that I'm doing in addition to my podcast while I'm still incubating and cooking up this this album. <laughs> I like that, cooking it up. Uh, well, tell people how they can follow you online, websites, that sort of thing, whatever that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, you can find me on Instagram at go underscore Nino. It's my last name, go Nino. And, um, and on Twitter, Twitter and... Da, 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 da. just just find me on there and then there's a link tree in my bio i think where you can find all the other things gonino is that what where does that come from what does that name come from? italian italian i knew it i knew italiano i love it i love it beautiful <laughs> beautiful i love it well uh thank you so much ali i really appreciate you uh taking the time today this is an awesome conversation um i wish you the best on your podcast and uh your music coming up um and everything so yeah, um, if I if you. I start a food truck, I'm gonna hit you up. Please, please, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to give advice. No worries. 
All right, Ali. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. My best to you and your family. And, uh, you know, just stay safe out there, please. Thank you. You too. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <music>